0: All right, well, welcome to Squash Talk. I'm Pat. I don't know if that worked out or not, but we are here tonight, and we're with Patrick Vaughn and (laughs) Gary Spikes. Uh, Daniel had last-minute family kind of uh, thing going on. He might join us in a little while. We'll see. He was our original guest. And, uh, yeah, we're here to talk about that beast in the night, the one you can't see. So very well. Man, bad. Um, and so without further ado, let's jump right in, man. Welcome, Patrick. Welcome, Gary. How are you guys doing tonight?
1: I'm doing well. How are y'all? Good to see you, Gary.
2: I'm pretty good. Pretty good. Kind of got uh, called in at the last minute, which uh, yeah. i ought to make you do it. i ought to sh- uh, share a screen and make you. Folks, I was fixing a stick of a plate of steaks in the smoker literally was fixing to stick them in the smoker when he messaged me. I need you, brother.
1: <laughs> well, I, already, I already owe you an axe handle, so put it on tab,
2: you know. <laughs> well, the beauty of the steaks is I can just put them in later. It's going to be gorgeous
0: tonight. Absolutely. And I appreciate you, Gary, for coming in uh, last minute like that. Um, you know, like I said, man, Daniel had a – he just had a situation last minute and uh, under understandable thing. Uh, so, uh, you know, uh, he uh, actually I need to send him a link, but um, but he'll he'll jump in here, hopefully in a little bit. He hell, he might be chomping in the bit right now. I don't know. But let's just jump right in, man. Like the whole topic, beast in the night, observing them at night, which is one of the reasons why I brought you in even last minute, Gary, is because, uh, you know, you've had some experience with this as well. Uh, Patrick. Uh, for sure, we've heard about that, and we'll talk about that some more tonight. So, let's just jump right in. Um, I'll start with you, Patrick. The um, uh, floor is yours.
1: Yeah, um, well, tonight's discussion is spurred on by observations of their abil- of the, spe- the target species' ability or apparent ability to camouflage very well in the darkness. And, um, I would like to, you know, discuss that with as many people who have seen or experienced and encountered that. And I know, I know I talked to Daniel Benoit about it. Maybe he'll show up hopefully. And I believe Gary also has had an experience with that as well. So, and this, no, and this goes back to, research this is you know where the rubber meets meets the road research at night you know if you're researching out there and you're shining your light can you shine one and not see it for me the answer is absolutely yes so you know what's it going to take you know if I set up an IR camera in in, in a in in a pretty tricky you know uh uh situation where one might walk up and uncover it will it see that will the IR will they show up in IR you know, so there's a whole myriad of questions and and issues with what I've seen. And I would like as many people chime in on as they can.
0: Gary?
2: You know, there's so many factors involved here. I mean, especially with the eye shine, you know, the different angles, different types of light. You know, there's an ongoing discussion. I'm going to open up a can of worms about, you know, maybe that the hair... Uh, is kind of translucent, which we'll get to that later. Uh, and, and here's another thing too that you know we've had this discussion in the past about you know uh, with me with my military training, uh, even a ghillie suit breaks up your outline. You know that's the main thing at night. You know a lot of people thinks that solid black is better for at night. It's really not. You know a, a mottled color because a solid black turns into a shadow. And then when you factor in the speed and cover levels, and then you know, I hate to say this. If we, if we go down that route, you know, we don't know what they can do. And Patrick, I I know on my show, you know, we had, you got in a pretty serious debate with a guy about this, but we don't know what that infrasound or energy manipulation for better terms. uh, I I think it's based upon an infrasound thing that maybe that sound uh, can alter uh, electrical frequencies or something like that. But, uh, yeah. Uh yeah, curious uh IR, night vision and thermal imaging. W- which we'll get into that a little bit later. <laughs> There's so many factors here, so this is gonna be a good show. I'm glad you called me in on it at the uh last moment. It it might be worth a stake or two.
0: <laughs> yeah, yes, yeah. Steve uh Steve's kinda jumping the gun on us there. Uh but, but hey, that's Steve. We and we love him for it. And yes, maybe- I, I'm I'm glad like Gary, you are the perfect person to uh To fill this role last minute, so uh, hopefully Daniel will uh, Daniel will show up and can be a part of the discussion as well. What's up, Patrick?
1: Oh, I was fixing to poke fun a little bit, but I'll keep my mouth (laughs) shut.
0: All right, (laughs) I know. Uh, Yeah. um,
1: Yeah. I mean, what you know? I'd like to throw information out there so we could derive hypothesis and form theories on what the possibility is. You know, my personal standpoint is that the hair has something physical about it because I just, it's, it's not that it just blended in the dark very well. Yeah. It's, it is that when I step forward with my Q-beam. Okay. Well, I'm sure it'll come back up. Curious. Uh, thank you for pointing that out.
0: Yes, uh, go ahead. But, back. you know,
1: when I step forward, you know, this, I've seen three for sure in the dark and one I'm calling possible because I can't assign it to anything else, okay? You know, and, 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 and looking back on it all the times, there was a slight glistening within the hair of, of the light that was on it, and oh. it wasn't very bright, but it was still there, you know. So I don't understand; I don't understand any of it.
0: Well, Gary can explain it all. You're lucky. You're lucky man tonight, Patrick. Gary can explain all of that. Go, go ahead, Gary. Uh,
2: seriously, seriously doubt that. But, <laughs> you know the the physical, uh, how would we say, the shimmering in the light. You know, the one thing, you know, Patrick, when we was talking about that before, uh, uh, it was damp that night. You know, that could have maybe caused, we discussed that, it maybe could have caused that. Because every time that I, you know, the one that I seen in the night, of course, there was not a direct white source shining on it. So maybe there is a reflective pattern there. And if that was the case, then it could lead towards maybe a a visual manipulation. But there was no direct... uh, light source on the one i seen, and, and you hear a lot of reports that when they do see them, it's, it's like they absorb the light, you know, it's almost like a black, and I heard you say that, that it almost like it, um, how would we say it, almost like a black hole, of, a visual black hole, it's just a black shadow. So if you, it, I, I think a lot of it, you know, I have to go back to the polar bear, and I know people's corrected me wrong on this, and one of the the comments that somebody said something about, have you ever seen a polar bear? Well, I'm one of the few in the lower 48 that's actually hunted one. I didn't get to harvest one, but I got within 20 yards of one. And and their hair, they, they blend in so well in their environment, they're not actually, uh you know, white. But they're, it, it is proven that their hair is a little bit, you know, translucent. I honestly... I think a lot of it is the physical side of things. But as we'll hear about later, maybe what we're seeing on the other side of it is literally on the other side of it. It might not be Sasquatch, it might be something representing itself as Sasquatch.
0: But
1: Yeah. And you're that's a terrifying thought. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> and well, here's
1: here's something that I would like to get out early because You know i've heard people i heard there was a study about people's memories and memories are poor or or uh they can't recall correctly or all that uh just go back to world war ii am i frozen
0: no you're good
1: okay just go back to world war ii when our when our soldiers fought in and found the concentration camps okay they, re, they, they, they reported back what they saw under great stress and battle and fighting and weary and tired reported accurately what they saw. Then the cameras show up, they film everything, and the films and photos, rep, uh, uh, they, 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 they offer evidence of the testimony of the, of the soldiers that fought their way there and reported it back from memory. Okay? Now, you compare that, you know, that is a mass amount of people sharing a the same experience, describing the same thing, word of mouth and writing down, and then cameras coming in and capturing it and proving what they said, what they wrote down was true. Now, also, you have a mass amount of people mm tens of thousands of people reporting, seeing uh, this being described a very close to the same thing under, under great stress sometimes of the situation itself. And then you have, some, you have a, a, some, some science people come out and say, well, their memories, you know, all of a sudden these people's memories can't be trusted, but you could trust it in World War II. It was proven that under great duress memory does recall accurately. Now you can say, now even if you say 20, you know, 20% of those soldiers that, that described everything got something wrong. Well, you, they, you know, they still describe the very similar situation that the other 80% was accurately described. So if you in the Bigfoot world, it's observing this phenomenon, if just 20%, if 40% of them are, are, are missing something, aren't quite getting it right they're still 60 percent. they're still describing this same thing okay so memory is good you know that that pretty much debunks whether you can rely on an anecdotal account now that being said and out of the way I would like to discuss Gary's encounter
2: well before you before we go to that I want to back up something you just said there at certain levels in the military. Uh, and even in law enforcement now, but especially in the military, part of your training, like when you go through Seals, Buds, or when you go through, uh, you know, your Sears and your Ranger school, right. they literally make you, they give you during times of sleep deprivation and duress and physical stress, they give you stuff to memorize. And then you might have to do a forced march for two days. And then on the other end of you, you have to quote it, quote it word for word. So, you know, this has been a study that's been going on in the military and training that's been going on in the military for a long time. And now the law enforcement has, you know, has brought this up and it's been proven time and time again that memory, especially if you've got a little bit of training, is accurate, you know, for the lack of better terms. Mm. Well, that
1: also poses a question of, in science, when a person... Goes into an endeavor to, to do experiments and in a field of, of interest of them, how many go in with a preconceived notion of what it should be, that could lend bias to the experience, experience or experiments. Okay, I'm not saying that's every time, but how much is human flaw?
2: Well, so you're saying that if somebody goes into let's just for lack of better terms, somebody's going into the woods who search for Sasquatch, their intentions would automatically manipulate their observation of the stimulus um, they're seeing in the woods, right?
1: That's an analogy. But actually what I was thinking of is you have someone who has, who has an interest in human uh, thought processes and, and, and memories, and they go in and do a study on memories and they pick 10 people. Now, not everybody's the same. I'm terrible at names, but I'm great with faces. Some people are terrible at faces and great with names. Now, what now, now this person picks 10 people and puts them through a study and they then and, and then that scientist, what's the chance of that scientist having a, an already preconceived notion of memory or false memories is true. Okay. Oh, and and, and, and I must
0: yeah.
1: now, now false memories can be true for certain people. That's why I went into the, uh, the, the 20% or the 40% that might get it wrong but they're still determining and still saying the same thing as the other 80. You
2: but know what I mean, and it's also like you said, though, even if the stimulus is not accurate in their mind, their interpretation of that stimulus is accurate and dead on. Correct. Is that what you're saying? Um,
1: well, how much of it could be biased?
2: Yeah. The question. Yeah. Could be, could be interpreted. Yeah. Uh, Felden also had a, a statement earlier, uh, says, and the reason I'm bringing this up is he 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 really wanted it to Pat, if you can find it, mm-hmm. so there is yeah. a theory of the military, you know which one I'm talking about? Uh, Yeah. It's like 10 comments up. <clears throat> this one? Yeah. Alright, go for it. Well, I was just saying we might want to keep that in mind and Ooh. address that when we get to that about uh, making their fur invisible. I have actually in my experience in the military have never heard that uh even in my law enforcement I mean law enforcement my my research and career I've never heard that uh actual statement put that way I know that they would have an interest in them I mean we hear rumors of that but uh that's a very good point I mean if they can I could see where the military would really be interested in in
0: that
1: Well I watched documentaries on uh technology that bends light around you. And there actually is a panel that is much like a, uh, what you would carry, uh, your right gear, your, your shield. Yeah. There's a guy that can make a shield that you can tuck behind and the light literally wraps around you. You can't see it. You can't see it. So, so yeah, that technology is, is on the cusp of invention, I believe. And I know they're playing around with nanocams and, and trying to put cams on a suit to where it would, uh, you, you could, you know, what it sees is, is brought back to you through small LEDs,
2: gotcha. you know, almost
1: yeah. like, almost like a predator suit. So I, watched, I watched watch a documentary on that. So I know that is and you know, is being researched, but I don't know the link between Bigfoot and military.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've you know, that's a, a very interesting, uh, topic that I would be almost afraid to get too deep into because of my position with the military and my personal influences. But, uh, so you said something about my encounter. Are you talking about the one we had last weekend?
1: Yeah. Uh, something that was in the dark. You saw one in the dark
2: or <laughs> now the, the whole thing with this, I've got echoes somewhere. Uh, let me try something. Sorry, I put on my good headphones and I can hear everything now. Test. <laughs> Test. Not coming through the backside somewhere. Uh, anyways, uh, we as most everybody knows that follows my channel, we went to Brown Springs, and now that we've released, I've got permission from the other teams to be able to release the information. Uh, you know, we went up the hill, and a whole bunch of stuff happened, and then that's the whole thing. Is I can't, I can't put this on Sasquatch. I don't know, honestly. Uh, <laughs> Uh, we did find what we thought was tracks and, and you actually kind of, I I let, after reanalyzing it, I I think that the pictures that I sent you are in your opinion and we won't talk about that here, but I think that you're correct on that. It's the reason we haven't released them as such yet without further evaluation, but uh, pretty much we just went up the hill and a whole bunch of supernatural stuff was happening. And me and my father both literally had eyeshine shine at, at, Thirty started out at like thirty yards, and it came in on us as I advanced uh, ten yards, which would have been about thirty foot. It actually advanced. Usually, it'll put that'll push them back. And now, folks, I was running total black. It was a full moon or total dark. It was a full moon, so you could see through the brush, you know, twenty or thirty yards easy. And uh, the eye shine was radiating off of the moon, and uh, we seen the eye shine. And the reason I knew it was good eye shine is is you could lo- look at it as it was turning its head. And you could see the distance, you know, in between the eyes change as it was turning its head. And then as it would pass behind the tree, you would literally see, you know, it, it the way it would do it, and then you'd see it blinking and it you'd see it blinking with one eye and then it'd turn its head this way. And this went on for like five minutes, us watching this. Multiple occasions of eye shine prior to this, That is it's a whole different part of the report. But this actual area, so I advanced. Uh, had a spotlight in my hand, of course had my, my pistol, but I advanced towards this because everybody was getting very uncomfortable feelings and everything else. Call it infrasound, call it what you will. I know I've got my own theory on what it is, <clears throat> but uh, as I advanced forward, my dad advanced with me, but he, I, he, he waited until I was like, uh, 30, probably about 20 feet in front of him. And then he fought, started following me and he was off to my right rear. So he had a different angle at it. And what was funny is we, we we audibly heard the thing coming up the hill. We, it was coming up a ridgeline at us, and we was up on top of the hill. And then it, it as I advanced, it advanced. When it stepped out from behind the tree, now here's the kicker. When it when it was at the, the first tree, it was above my head. And then it comes down and comes at me. I literally could see the shadow. It was not on all fours. It was on bipedal, its shoulders was a little bit narrower than mine and it was about four and a half five feet tall with eyes <clears throat> you know, I, I, I'll i explain that in a minute, its eyes, I'll say the distance, was this wide apart Ooh. at four and a half, five feet tall so unnaturally large eyes, it moved within 20 foot of me the whole time I'm talking and I've got it on video, the inter- interaction and I'm going to release it pretty soon Of me and my dad. I'm like, dad, it's right there. It's advancing forward. He says, I know. I can see it. It comes forward to me and gets behind another tree. And you can, like, if this was the tree, it's the reason I put my microphone this way. It's peeking from behind the tree looking at me. And I'm interacting with this thing. I mean, I'm literally watching it. It's watching me. I can see it turning its head. Mm -hmm. I can see it blinking its eyes and it turning its head like this. Dad says, son, there's another one. And off to its right about another 20, 30 foot back that popped up over that little Ridge was another one to the right moving to the right. So I have one in front of me and one circling to the, would be my left. It's right. And dad still, dad is literally about where that speaker is behind me. So you're talking 10, 12 foot because he came forward (coughs) as uh, I wish dad was on here too, but, uh, It moved forward. I moved forward. Dad Dad seen the one to the right. And then he said, son, there's another. And to the left, farther back, had come up the hill, another one. I don't want to get into all the supernatural stuff that was going on. This is exactly what I seen and what Dad seen, the physical aspect. So I'm literally, we've got one to the right of us, one to the left of us, one right in front of us. I take a, it's a 2 million watt spotlight. And I pointed at this thing, and I literally say, I'm fixing it. And you hear me say it. I'm fixing to light your ass up. Now, folks, when I say this, I'm saying this. I don't know what this is. If it was just me seeing this, I would put it as my imagination, my thought pattern. Because, you know, a single person seeing something is is. You know, it's a single person, but when two people are seeing the same thing, Mm -hmm. it really changes my spot of thinking, you know, and, and there's not no hyped up deal here. We had people 30 yards away up the hill that heard the whole transaction transition in between us. I put my spotlight on it. Dad's dad says something along the lines of son, I've drawn my pistol. You need to move back. And I'm like, dad, I don't think that pistol's going to do any good. And I said, I'm going to hit it, hit you with a spotlight. I was talking directly to it. And when I did, <clears throat> now, I'm going to cover myself here. I seen the eye shine and the, sh- the the shadow of it the, in the shoulder. I was peeking around the tree. I hit it with the spotlight. It disappears. Now, I'm not saying that it physically disappeared. Visually, the thing disappeared whether it ducked behind, but I'm telling you, when I can see it, and it, it, literally, you're talking a split second to turn the light on. I don't think it would have moved behind the tree without me seeing it. Now, the tree was big enough to hide. The tree was about 32 inches in diameter. I think it would have, you know, hit something. I had the light on it, and I and you hear me say in the video, and, I, and I'll, I'll put it all together and, and show folks. I look at my dad, and I say, Dad, it's not there now. He goes, I know, I'm looking at it. I'm looking, it's not there. Within, like I think, 30 or 40 seconds, I back off of the spotlight, and it's back there. Mm -hmm. By this time, this military combat vet started backpedaling. As I backpedal, the thing drops to all fours and starts advancing towards me. Time to start shooting. Uh, You probably ain't ever seen a fat boy run so fast in your life, running backwards. And dad drawing the pistol and moving backwards. And then it it literally advanced like probably 10 foot and just stopped. You know, just like this. It it was almost like these things was playing with us. You know, okay, I'm not saying this is Sasquatch. But it was definitely something at night that you could see uh, in the darkness. But when you lit it up, you couldn't see it there was no shadow no eye reflection or nothing like i said if it had been just me <laughs> i would think i was going batshit crazy but my dad seen it and everybody else that was with us heard the interaction i have it on video now i have not reviewed that video folks i've been too scared to I'm going to have to. I've been kind of clearing my mind and, you know, I've been talking to Pat. and I haven't got had a chance to talk to Patrick much, but, you know, Pat, I've, I, I told you that I was almost on overload from all the, the stuff that happened there. And this is just one of minor things of a lot of stuff that happened. But once again, perfect example of multiple stories of us hearing of it is either exorbitant light or just being able to disappear in light. So whether it's Sasquatch or something, If it was a Sasquatch, it had to have been a little one. You know, we did find tracks up there that was large or large scale within 50 yards of there. And we did hear something big bipedal moving through the woods. But, uh, fair question, Adam of of the Guardians, Gads. Did I ask that? No, I am not
0: familiar with that. Um, uh, yeah, I, I would have to clarify that with you, Steve. Um, I think he's talking about the guys that you know witnessed a, a portal opening and closing and opening and closing and opening and closing, and and two little tiny Bigfoot ran out of it and ran back in for hours heard. and hours. This went I've, on, and they never bothered to film it. So, yeah, hmm. I think, I think that's what he's talking about. I you think- know, I'm I'm putting
2: this story out there for people to rip it apart.
0: You know, uh, like, and and dude, yeah, uh, I didn't mean. I, sorry, I didn't mean to insult your story.
2: No, no, yeah. no, no. What I'm saying is, uh, flat out, if it would have just been me, I would have, I would have said you, you know, like I said, you're batshit crazy, or or it was your imagination running away, because I was already kind of hyped up with everything else that happened. Because dad, dad's been uh, actually got trailed by a cat, a big cat here in Oklahoma. And anybody that's ever been around a big cat, uh, <coughs> curious, ask your wife. She knows what I'm talking about. When they're on the pursuit, you feel it. I mean, you will literally feel it. Like a mountain mountain lion? Yeah, any big yeah. cat. There's just something about it, and Dad felt it. And lo and behold, down the hill, and I've got that on video, we found a big cat track as big as our hands. And I've visually seen it run across the road. It ran across a a, a, a dirt road. Now, here's a, here's a key question, though. Okay, when we get into this, wonder if maybe I was dealing with a cat or maybe multiple cats. Folks, this is within 30 miles of the infamous Tiger King compound. Oh, God. I'm serious. I mean, and this is a factor that we discussed. We had to, but I don't see a cat being that intelligent to be able to, in a split second, go behind a tree, you know, or whatever it did. But, uh, that's just it, it, that's what happened. You, you, I'll I'll present the video, and I'm going to let people. You know,
0: it, it is what it yeah. is. Sure, yeah, and you you said you haven't even reviewed some of it. Right? Oh no, no, I've been I've been. I'll be honest with you. I, I got about halfway through the
2: audio of that encounter because everybody sent me their uh, all their data. You know, their raw files so I could go through it, and just the audio alone got me so shaken up that, I mean, there was little stuff that happened that on a paranormal sense and see, this is what I'm saying. It's right. I have to be very careful how I say this. (laughs) You know how I always tell people that I'm, that I'm straight line Sasquatch paranormal two separate things. And I'm still saying that, but I'm in this situation because we did have documentable, Sasquatch evidence within, I'm not going to say the exact distance of that cemetery uh, within, a, well, we'll say within three quarters of a mile. But I have to go with Pat Trick on this. It's going to be hard with Patrick and Pat. You know, is something representing itself as a Sasquatch that is more of the paranormal nature? Because we had so much other activity that's paranormal along with the Sasquatch. I'm I don't know where to go with it yet
0: I yeah I hear you I I don't know what do you think Patrick
1: um it sounds very much like what I've run into um the first one I encountered the dark was my second encounter I couldn't see its whole body but from here up you know because it hit it it hit its head on a tree it, it, it hit its head on the tree, and it's looking at me, and I have a pin light in its eye, and it's just a black face. It's not really showing. It's almost, and it's a very, very small light, but it's not, it's not refracting any light for my eyes to see. But now the uh, the next one in the dark was actually at a farmhouse i was tracking because my, my oldest son's best friend had a bad encounter and we get there and i see something i'm 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 not gonna call it a sasquatch but i'm gonna call it something takes but it comes around the farmhouse and there's an old shed back there and i go around the side of it trying to see what this is what well, takes off running and what it is that there's a a dark blur about six foot two six foot three and it and it and it's darting into the shed okay i don't have a light on it this is strictly starlight and i you know it was i had two choices you know step in front of that doorway and see what was in there and possibly put these two kids at risk or you know it's, it's already ran away so just leave it alone and go get the encounter story the guy had which is what i did and then uh, the, the next one was in the field, Shorty and I in the field, we have, a, have an expeditionary crew behind us of one, two, three, four, five, six people. And, and Shorty and I are watching this thing in the field. The people behind us are talking and the camera shining past us, catching its eye shine walking out there in the field. But from my natural standpoint, natural eyes, no light. It is literally a black hole, almost like it's it's absorbing light, just a black hole walking through there. You can see the mass of it with bright, glowing eyes, almost like what was on that artwork. I mean, that was literally it. (laughs) Right. Okay, that that picture on your artwork, that's what I saw at 100 yards walking through a field, but the eyes are red. And, uh... but you know and at, I noticed at a distance they seem like a black hole but up close um where the ambient light is hitting them is there's almost like that Ooh. shimmering you know almost it's almost a silverish gray grayness of the out you know of what's of what they are I don't know how to describe that but And then the last one in August, I'm six feet from it. Shining the Q beam on it. And like Gary was talking about my I didn't have my Q beam off. I mean, I'm tracking and I see its eyes watching and and it's six feet off my left knee and I shine it in the face and you don't see the face. You don't you just see the eyes. All this its standing between two trees. I can see the trees. I can see the color of the night. Mm. It's not there except for its eyes until it turns its back it ever so slowly, like a clock hand turn. Cause it, it really, it, it didn't know I could see it, except it realized, oh, it sees my eyes. So it's like, oh, and it starts turning where I don't see its eyes, it turns. I, I stepped forward and I put that QB in the middle of his back and you could still, the same color that I saw in the one that was the blur running, and the same color that was on, you know, just kind of around the one's face that I saw on the second counter, that same color was in that glistening of the hair that was in the brightest spot of my spotlight when I stepped forward and just shining it. So, you know, all how that did you? How to, did
0: how did you have the gumption to do that? I'm just curious. Like step forward towards a big giant thing you don't understand. Like, how did you have the gumption to do that?
1: Um, a lot of. Uh, I go into crisis mode. Honestly, mm-hmm. I set everything aside in crisis mode. Or I would lose my I would lose my shit if I didn't do that. Because yeah. I have lost it. I have lost it. I lost mm-hmm. it and got chased out for a mile. You know, so researching these, I always have to go into research into uh, crisis mode. And, and put everything aside and just be it a witness and an observer. And and security. That's where I go. And so watching this thing and I can't see it and seeing its eyes turn, step forward. I just had to do it. It seemed kind of stupid, but at the time it was valuable to me.
0: Um, can you clarify this? Uh, this just popped up, Patrick. Can you clarify that? I think there was some missing context or something. I don't know.
1: Before Patrick said it was totally dark, now starlight, now starlight. I'm so confused. Well, totally dark means I did not have a light on. I was dark. There was nothing out there except for the ambient uh what was naturally in the atmosphere.
0: And that's pretty dark. I mean, the starlight's useless unless you have night vision goggles.
2: Well, well, it depends on the cloud, on the cover and the cloud cover. Yeah. And-
0: Because
2: me and Patrick talk about this a lot. You know, Patrick didn't learn it from the military. I learned it from the military. But he automatically uses his rod cell patterns, you know, adjusting his eyes. And a lot of folks do that unknowingly. But in And let me jump in and and say something about Patrick also. I know the guy. You know, we've become very good friends. You know, the three of us have. But certain people have a certain response. We call it fight or flight in the military. A lot of people say it. And even like with me, you know, especially after I had my encounter in 2016, now you put all of that. You have to advance because it's almost a psyche issue. Uh, if if you don't hold firm, I call it flatlining. You know, and when the somebody said for me to watch my language, well, you know what? Uh, yeah. I'm saying the F word, but when it yeah. sh- hits the fan, he's just messing with me. I know who it is. It's uh, okay former everything is like, watch your language P three and pull out the guitar. (laughs) But uh, thanks. Uh, But when the shit hits the fan, you know, and that's the reason I like Patrick so well is we both, we've, because folks, I called Patrick up one night when I was just about ready to flight, not fight. And he told me what to do. And we, we dealt with it and y'all have heard that story, but certain people have that kind of response. Correct. Patrick. I mean, it's, it's one of those, you have to deal with it, or you, if you don't, it's like when you get terrified in the woods, you know, you have two different, and there's there's nothing wrong with either caliber. I mean, there's there's nothing wrong. There's a lot of folks that has a terrifying experience and never goes back into the woods. There's nothing wrong with that. That is totally respectable. Uh, it, it's just the difference in personalities. You know, like me, I was obs- obsessed. Yeah, some people freeze, fight or flight. Yeah. I was obsessed, so now I am obsessed. I have to go back out, and that's what Patrick is too. Because you know, just like he said earlier today, and I got to tell on you, Patrick, or last night that you know he's been struggling sleeping because of a lot of this.
1: Yeah. Um, go ahead. That's, that's part of that's part of the reason why I had my head down. All the artwork played because I'm not I'm not trying to uh, I'm trying to keep my mind low key. So because I slept last night a little bit, and I'd like to. S- <laughs> I like to not screw myself out of that tonight, <laughs> you know. I like yeah. to get some sleep. Sure, things are things are better than it was six weeks ago. It's you know it is doing better, but uh, and it's a stupid problem to have. I, I don't, you know. To me, it's a weakness, and I, and I don't, I don't, I don't harbor that. You know, I really.
0: That's interesting junk. to me, Patrick. Um, why don't you just walk away from them, and leave them alone, then?
2: You can't. Um.
0: I've, I can, I can, <laughs> I can, it's easy to be honest. Fuck you, Bigfoot.
1: To be honest. The, the, the beginning of March, second, third week of March, I thought, I thought about taking a break. I'm like, you know, i might have to take a break from this. But then, uh, mm. but then, you know, and, and Gary had a guest on that helped me out recently. You know, he, he's what he did is he says, there's no past. There's no future. There's just right here. Yeah, that. And that helps out. 'Cause I can lay down and shut it off here and shut it off here and then all this settles down and I'm out for a while. Helps out a lot. But uh
0: but Okay, continue. Go stu- ahead. Yeah, yeah. It's stupid. It's, it, it's not, man, dude, that's that's your yeah, ego talking, bro. Like, it's not stupid. If I saw a, if I saw an eight foot tall monkey man in the woods, um, and I'm like, Man, that screwed me up. Like, I'm not gonna say that's stupid like it's understandable if you see your best friend get his head blown off next to you you never say that's stupid you'll say yeah. that's understandable everyone yeah. can understand that and i i that scale of these things they're big eight uh, let's just say eight foot tall four foot wide shoulders is that fair oh yeah on a oh yeah average <laughs> like that's, bigger. that's huge I mean, that's – you can't even comprehend how big that is until you stand in front of a, a sort of a scale model, like a replica, let's say. That's big, man. That's very intimidating. It's bigger than a grizzly bear or yeah. roughly the same size of a grizzly bear standing up. But uh I, so, yeah, I don't blame you and uh and that sort of brings up another thing that but you know both of you have dealt with over the years that um if i go if i go outside the bigfoot world to a skeptic and and i bring the P- ptsd thing up is that a real thing
1: i don't claim to have it but well, i've been told something I along
0: those lines anything along some, the, yeah you know.
1: Uh, to me, PTSD is something that happens to, to soldiers that that have really, really, real heroes. Really, that's been through the shit. Right. Uh, those are the ones you know that get that. To me, I that I just that, I just had a disturbance.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean that. So that terminology, that nomenclature, gets assigned mm-hmm. to soldiers. Let me let me. But it's a it's a real thing in real life. Yeah. Go yep. ahead, Gary. Yep. This is a very dear subject
2: to me because I do have documentable PTSD from the military. But my father is in a unique position because he's a trained counselor and for veterans. PTSD is not a military thing. PTSD can come from anything. I've met people that had PTSD from from dog bites, you know, from car wrecks. PTSD is a a state of mind that's uncontrollable. You know, it's an uncontrollable reaction, and and I, you know, Patrick, I I, I respect your. I'm going to agree to disagree with you, and I respect your opinion. And I know what you're doing. You're just trying to make, it, you're trying to put the PTSD that the soldiers have up here and yours here, but there's really no difference in it. It's just a matter of apples and potato or apples and oranges and levels. You know, uh, it affects each person differently. There are different levels of PTSD. Uh, I do have PTSD from my encounter in 2016 and it's, and it's healing at this point, you know, I've always been a true believer. If you lose sleep over something over a period of time, you've got a form of PTSD. I mean, if something bugs you to the point that you are changing your natural patterns of behavior, you have PTSD. Um, curious, cryptid very well, very well put. Uh, pa- Patrick does express symptoms that other people would diagnose as PTSD. Any traumatic experience can lead to it. it, it and it very well put credit. Thank you so much. It is not a weakness. It is definitely uh something.
1: I was good so long as I had it repressed. I was good. I, yeah. I actually can I can deal with the now and the present and I could go track one. I'm going to go track one here in a couple of weeks. I can deal with that. It's just that one bothered me. Yeah, you know, I don't know why. I don't know why. Yeah. To me, it's to me that's weakness. You know, it shouldn't have bothered me, but it did. You know, and and I and I feel stupid for having that problem, but I'm I'm going to beat it. I'm going to be able to put it back back where it belongs.
2: Right, but, so uh, right there, <laughs> you're willing to go back. You're going back and facing it, and you're dealing with it. So you're on the healing end of it. You know, we're both in the same boat, and we both been dealing with the same guy about it but uh yeah. Yeah, got a focus issue with my camera
1: i thought you always looked blurry like squats you've been hanging out with them too much
2: <laughs> tell you what you know back on the hair thing knowing what we as humans can do with the right training and the right equipment you know aka ghillie suits and camouflage and using natural forage and cover
1: Dude dude, I think you know we, I think you both know that uh when you flip a light on one when it's there and you flip a light on one and it goes away I yeah mean, no, there's that's, something that's a whole there. different level
2: yeah that's a that's a, that's a whole different level and and that's where I'm getting at I'm, it's so funny that you called me because I mean we've been dealing with this for the last few days, you know what are we dealing with
1: well What's the hypothesis that we can throw out there about this? Multiple or what? Or however many we can do?
2: I know what mine is. I honestly think that what I was dealing with was more on the spiritual level. I don't think it was Sasquatch. I think it was super... I, I don't like saying supernatural. I think that it was more spiritual paranormal than it was...
1: Hmm.
2: You know, I, I, I have dealt with physical, 16, 18 inches away, Sasquatch. And what I dealt with is, even my feelings, what I was dealing with this last week was not the same feeling that I got. And what's funny is Sasquatch terrifies me more than these things do.
0: Yeah, well, exactly. Oh, go ahead, Bash. Go ahead. Go, no, go ahead. ahead. No, well, I was just going to say, like, going back to your original encounter, Gary, where... um You saw the thing face to face, literally. Yeah. (laughs) Like, literally. Right. And, uh, just like that. And, and, yeah, it's big. It's this big thing, right? It's like, whoa. And then it just darted off real fast. Absolutely. And you all, you've always described that as they're so natural, they're supernatural. Um, and now, like, so this. Uh, maybe this other thing that happened to you recently here in the past week, you know, you're like, I don't know, that might be more paranormal. So, so, cool. uh, so I just want to make sure that you can, can you still dis- distinguish those two things or are well, you, are those lines getting very blurred right now? In my personal opinion. Mm-hmm.
2: In my, in my own, I mean, I'm not going to sit here and feed you all a line of crap. I mean, in my personal opinion, I believe that there is a physical, biological creature, person, anomaly, target species, Bigfoot, Sasquatch, whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. of a primate nature. Because we are of a primate nature. We are actually a primate. Running around in the woods, especially here in Oklahoma and Louisiana and Arkansas and Texas, all over the country. But there's too many factors here. We have sightings of these things in areas that biologically they shouldn't be there. I know from a personal fact, dealing with this paranormal, spiritual paranormal, that certain entities can represent themselves in multiple faucets. So, I truly believe in my heart that some of the stuff that people are seeing is a representation of a Sasquatch.
0: By well, that's, that's a strange coincidence. Why, why don't they represent themselves as velociraptors? They very well could be because we're having. Nobody's seeing velociraptors, though.
2: Uh, folks, grab that book right there. Great book. He's out of Dallas, Texas. He talks about pterosaurs, velociraptors, I mean, just about everything in the urban complex. I'm not going to plug it.
0: <laughs> well, you you just, you just me. Like, holy cow, you picked up a, like, yeah, somebody, people <laughs> actually are seeing velociraptors. In the they world. are. I mean, I've got, I didn't know that. I, I didn't literally got that. sent a video. I've got it right now that I cleaned up. Sorry,
2: Patrick. Uh, yeah. I, I literally got picked up right now. And it looks like a raptor running through somebody's backyard in Florida.
1: Well, I know someone who saw a pterodactyl and yes.
2: Georgia. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. But, uh, he, right here.
1: But, you know, it's, you know, and, and you know me and the, the damn smaller, paranormal. Smaller. The paranormal stuff is very difficult for me. You know, I try to stay yes. physical. And, I try to stay physical and, and investigate the physical and whatever comes into it comes into it. I'm not against paranormal. I'm not against supernatural. It's just wherever it leads me. And there and i do have some questions about how could how do i feel them stare at me how does one look at me when i'm laying on my bedroom and i feel both its eyes on me on myself yeah. you know what does that you know i don't know how is it that i shine one at six feet with it with, with a spotlight and its eyes are just like that looking at me and all this is just the color of night is there's no discerning difference between them and night okay so yeah i I do have those questions they're they're on the pegboard to be answered i'm just waiting for the answers to come in so i can put it in the formula of okay this is where it belongs you know
0: well i mean aren't we getting into too many questions to answer i mean like this whole sasquatch phenomenon itself is uh there's so many questions to answer. There, there's a huge void of knowledge, with people just seeing, right? Yeah, uh, just uh, just seeing one specific thing. Eight absolutely, foot, eight foot tall monkey man covered in hair, <laughs> naked. So we have tens of thousands of of people uh, admi- admitting, you know, like, so we probably have hundreds of thousands of people who've actually seen him. I'll say in the past 50 years, I'm ballparking it. One in ten, that's not a bad ratio. Someone argued it would be one in a hundred, but I'm not going there. I'll say one in ten. Admitting that they see eight-foot-tall monkey men, not purple dragons, uh, not unicorns, uh, not care bears, uh, you know, none of those things, dude, eight-foot-tall monkey men. Or uh, <laughs> why that's a big enough that that alone is such well, a yeah. huge question to answer
2: I mean yeah. and and that's where we're going to have to I gotta be very careful how I say this where we're going to have to draw a line I mean I, it's very hard to draw that line in the sand even myself personally you know Patrick I you know me and you know each other quite well even on the I know why you try to stay away from the spirit you know the the paranormal side of things mm-hmm. And, but there's, it's such a gray area. But if you go back to specifically the original, you know, statement we was talking about of hiding in the dark, being able to hide your form or absorb light or manipulate light and eyes, you know, I, I have a very good statement to, you know, for everybody, especially guys that's been out doing a lot of uh, research. How many times have we seen eye shine in the woods? without an outside source. I know you see it circling a campfire. I've seen it then. I've seen it in the headlights of a truck, in a flashlight. I I don't think I can recall any time that I've seen from anything, cat, dog, cow, horse, human, uh, bear, uh, I don't think I've ever seen eyeshine reflection from the moon.
1: Uh, no not not with a normal animal you know that's part of the thing too uh which I do I have made observation that they have reflective eyes my first encounter when I jumped in front when I was diving out of the woods and I looked to my left and looked at her she's looking at me and in her eyes is the Sun as bright as the Sun looking right at me it's not like I could see you know I mean I, that's just what pierced me is that she was ref, 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 reflecting the sun in her eyes you know that reflective yeah and and in, and last August when I hit that one in the face okay I saw Amber it was green pupils Amber irises and then it looked at me and at the direct angle I was shining at there was a starburst pattern eight about eight to 10 millimeters further in the eye there was a starburst pattern behind all that. And then it lost, I lost the angle. And when I lost that angle, all I saw again was Amber irises, green pupils. So now, there was something deeper in there that just the right angle you can pick up on.
2: Well, you know, it's, it's, it's funny you say that. Cause when I seen mine, The light, of course, was coming from behind, it. you know, the ambient Mm -hmm. light from the from the moon and stuff up. And I was looking through the glass. But here's the the kicker for me. And I could understand why there wouldn't be enough light to reflect off of the glass. And if that was the case, then it would have blurred my vision of what I was seeing. But the eyes on the thing that I seen was just they was proportionate. Don't they was not abnormally big for the and the. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say the animal, the, the target species, or the entity, or whatever, because it was so massive. But the eyes was, you know, that big around and this far mm-hmm. apart. Of course, the head was humongous, okay? They was just black, because there was no ambient light being reflected to them. And that's the reason I ask all the time, because in my physical encounter, there was no, uh, how would we say... No, amb- you know, no reflection, and, and and when I think about it in the woods, unless there's a campfire, unless you've got a lantern going, unless you're head headlights or a flashlight, I've very seldom just randomly seen, yeah, shine out in the middle of a field, you know, but you hear of certain encounters. There's one very famous one of one walking across the tundra in the Inuit country in northern Canada. And, and it's like, it's got red spotlights in its eyes Mm -hmm. and you hear them. uh, uh, And and here's where I'm leaning towards this. There's also a very common rule with demonic possessions and demonic entities. They have self ambient red eyes, the hellhound, the ridge walkers and stuff. You know, so are we dealing with two separate things, you know, on a physical nature?
1: Well, the red eyes I saw off that route in the middle of the field, <laughs> my, my tracking partner was freaking out, elbowing me. There it is. I look behind me to see where everybody is doing doing a. I, I do a security check when I'm out there, probably every 30 to 45 seconds. I I, I take a sw- quick head snap around and make sure, and I don't care if it's something going on or not going on. I'm aware everybody is just because of safety. But I do a, a quick head snap. The camera's behind me, and it has all these red emitters, IR emitters, they're all red, you know, it's, it's an extremely, it's literally IR emitter this big and then camera, you know, that's how big it is. And all these emitters, 30 something emitters, I look back, I see those, I look back forward and I see these red eyes and it's almost like the light, you can, it's almost like the light is being sucked in, pulled into their eyes and it looks, but it, but it looks at me and then it looks right at me. And you could literally see it looking into,
2: focusing in on you, yeah.
1: And it's just, and that was the red eye shine I saw there. But I don't, I can't, I don't know if it was attributed to the red IR emitters or if it's just something in the ambient atmosphere that was picking up, or if it was a combination. I couldn't tell you. But we weren't shining a light on it. Yeah. You know, matter of fact, I had a I had a Q beam in my pocket of my jacket you know that big and forgot i was there because i'm just I, you know we, we, i see it and he's elbowing me and i don't I, i'm i at a loss for words i'm not sure what the hell to do at this time I, I forget about my spotlight and this thing walks it walks by looks at us turns walks looks at us again turns walks looks at us again and then he's out but he didn't leave he left he went around to the right side the camera had his eye shine out there watching me still looking this way trying to see him but he was out of my peripheral so they know you so well that they can get out of your peripheral and that is a great hunter a great predator knows how to get out of the peripheral of animals that's that's a good trick
2: well you you, a couple of things you said and one of the uh raptor crazy says i'm sorry don't say bigfoot eyes glow with no light i'm not saying they do i've never experienced it I've, I've heard reports of it, and I'm saying in my physical and in my knowledge base, mm-hmm. the only reason they would glow red is from a, which I did, a, you know, Pat, me and you and Daniel did a show a while back, and I brought up that paper from my buddy, this optometrist, and he said there's multiple factors, you know, the different types of lights, different angles, mm-hmm. even blood pressure can affect the mm-hmm. radiance of the eyes because the more blood's that pumped into the, the retina, it, it can show red. Uh, I've I've never seen self-ambient eyes. Out, that's what I'm saying. I've never seen self-ambient eyes out in the middle of the field without no light. I've never yeah. seen nothing even from a, a, a the moon reflecting on them. Uh, that's the reason I wish Daniel was here because Daniel has actually experienced that and uh, that would be cool if we could you know, get his opinion on that. Yeah. But if there is a self-ambient with no light, no stimulus, eye shine, this is what I'm saying in my personal belief. If there is a self-ambient eye shine, according to everything that I've learned in my paranormal studies and physical studies and tactical studies, it's a spiritual stimulus. I've never physically experienced. Now, my dog, I've got pictures of my dog with red eye shine all the time because of the, the stimulus, you know, the the type of light. and mm-hmm. I, But you know, because most cameras, some cameras shoot off IR. And there's been, and here's the, the key factor. Now, uh, Curious Cryptid, here's the guy you need to talk to on that. Certain trail cameras, we got to keep in the fact what kind of light flash they have. If it's LED, if it's IR, or if it's a passive IR, that would affect the high shine also. Well, you know, I know
1: they have... Ref- you know reflect uh they, they 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 collect light that's how they see a night they have their own night vision they can pick you out hundreds of yards away in the dark i've experienced oh, yeah. them do that too uh, now yeah. now you know, that is that's different than seeing them refract light or ambient light that or whatever lights being shined on them you know um you know, and it really boils down to what are their nighttime capabilities. How, you know, how many people walk by them? How many researchers go out in the woods with a cube beam, walking around, or or even less than a flashlight, and walk right by one? You know, and 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 that's you know that's counter that's counterproductive to research. Yeah. You know, how do we solve that problem? You know.
2: Well, let's throw, let's throw another factor into this. Even subterranean animals that we have, now, we have extracted fish from the bottom of the ocean that had biochemical luminescence to their body. But I don't know of any animal, hopefully somebody can correct me on this, even that we've extracted from caves. Look at bats. They don't have self-ambient lights in their eyes. I don't know of any animal that that that, says, that has that. even Now, even fish, you know, they have... You see a lot of... I've never seen a, a video of a deep-sea fish running around with two flashlights strapped to his head. You know, and, and, I'm, and I, I hate to put it that way, and I hope I don't make anybody mad, but biologically, we have no evidence of it in any other species. Yeah, not on land. I don't uh, think I, even... Uh, it, with fish, we've had bioluminescence in the body, yeah. right. but not in the eyes. Well, they, go ahead. I'm not,
1: I'm not saying they produce something that makes the eyes shine. My theory on it is that they 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 collect light
2: and reflect and it if,
1: back. and reflect it back out if they're looking right at you.
2: Well, that's and what I'm saying. I'm totally agreeing know? with you. I'm totally agreeing yeah. with you there that if. If and, and in saying that, I, I I have to revert back to what we was talking about in the middle of an open field with no outside stimulus. I've never seen stuff ambient light, and even in moonlight. Every time you've seen, and I, and I have to re- I have to ask this question: Have you ever seen? Because there's been some questions in the in the deal about it. Every time that you had reflective eyeshine, did you have your flashlight on or was it off or both?
1: The, um, the only time that I saw, let's see, the first one I had a light on and the first time in the dark I had a light on. Uh, second one, every time I had a light on except for the the we were completely in the dark just ambient light except for the ir emitters on the camera those were the only things going and I can't say that that that's what was shining out there I I mean I know ir was shining out there I can't see ir I can't say it was the ir it could have been because the the in my I wasn't looking through the camera when you look through the camera you know everything ir has a kind of a grayish blue tint to it I'm, I'm just in the dark. I've been in the dark for two hours. I have, but great you did have
2: hours. cameras that, that you did have cameras running.
1: Yeah. Camera was running. I got a okay. picture of me standing there and the eye shines right there.
2: Okay. How far away from the source of the light was the eyes?
1: Uh, a hundred yards that, that light shines 70, 75 yards. but that, that, that hour was shining. It was, a, it was a super bright hour and it fell just short. And my thing is, is, I don't even if it would have been 50 yards in. I still don't know if we'd have seen it. That's yeah. that's the whole point of tonight is I don't know if you could walk through the woods with IR and catch one at 40 yards, 30 yards, however close you want to be six feet like I was with the damn Q-beam. Would you see it in IR? You know, that's part of the whole point tonight.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well,
0: I do know. Well, I, go ahead. Yeah, I was just going to say, let's address like let, let's address the eye shine real quick that's before we move on, because I want to get to what you guys are talking about with uh, everything else. Okay, is, with the rest of the bites. But um, I—is it fair enough to say like uh, s- a sasquatch would have eyes, you know, this big around as opposed to a raccoon?
2: Absolutely, that's what would I would have eyes.
0: This with. this big, and boy, you could see raccoon eyes at night pretty easily. So is that fair? Sure.
2: Yeah. Yeah. You see the lens on them glasses right there? Yep. That would be small compared to the eye that I see. Yeah, they,
0: the big pupils. They would have I'm huge pupils.
1: I'm talking yeah. pupils bigger than my thumb. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. And, and, and they're not abnormally large for the creature. The creature is just that large yeah. or those species. Yeah. But in, in, in what you was just saying, Patrick, about the IR, we do know, Curious Cryptid, you can verify this for me, we do know that IR will push farther than regular light. Uh, literally, night vision, we used to take IR emitters and shine it out with our military, and 300 yards, it just lights it up like a spotlight in a night vision. So, oh, because it's a shorter range, a shorter uh, uh, Curious cryptid will have to fill everybody in on that, but it's a shorter. It's almost like a sound wave, but it's it's tighter. Yeah.
1: Well, get into thermals. Um, I've had experience with thermals. I've had experience with Sasquatch in thermals. Um, I the one in Central Louisiana, sci-fi, Christy sci-fi, shooting a thermal attached to her phone. She pans out to where we hear one run to break a stick is walking around and stops and she pans past there and catches something i'm not saying it is but to me it's i walked out there you know after that happened i walked out there tracking and tracked it and there was nothing by the tree that she shined that would put make that shape there so i can't say it was a sasquatch but i can say there was nothing there that would create that and i did track a sasquatch there so that being said in central arkansas the same weekend we saw that one it was actually the next night after we saw the one in the field um we have we have one on thermal the the landowner has a Trigicon, night scope six power and is watching one go up the hill because oh, yeah, I, I did i did single knock didn't answer and did double knock didn't answer i did four knocks well this thing starts walking and he, i'm not seeing it he is so he calls me Hey, hey, I got something on thermal and I see it and it's going away from us. So I go to, I go to a double whistle, which, you know, if I was being too aggressive towards a female, she would be running. So, you know, and, and, in in my experience, uh, the male whistles to a female most of the time, if it's, if it's a familiar. And so I start, I go to a double whistle and I start doing double whistle. It turns, it comes back into 40 yards downhill and is laying in a gully. And the landowner says, "Here, and you know, and I'm 40 yards from this thing, and it's downhill from me. So I take the trigercon and I'm looking, and I see this face. And it's up, and there's a gully behind it, but its head is up above the gully. It's laid down, and I'm looking at the face. But it's, and I'm like, I, you know, I couldn't. It's hard to describe, you know. It's it, it was fuzzy, but it wasn't blurry. It it was a bright hot. It was." It was actually a, like a pale green in the Trigigon, And so I tried to take off to it. I couldn't because I'm thinking I got, I'm you know, thinking I could see. But so I hand the, I hand the thermal to the guy who has the AAR. also. I take off running, going to tackle this thing. I'm, I'm going to, it's laying down. So my plan is I'm going to run down there and I'm going to jump over the top of his head and wrap his legs up and hold on to it. That was the plan. Well, by the time I get there, it's gone. I wasn't fast enough. But that was my that was my experience with thermal
0: so Dude. well let's, I don't know <clears throat> let's talk about that um I want to open this <laughs> up because uh my good friend Gary uh he has done the research and uh, so he's kind of right there with me man Gary uh when it comes to advanced thermal <laughs> what do you think man how i to be honest with you dude like you and i did our thing you know several months ago but honestly like i'm not sure how how they will show up on advanced thermal now what patrick's talking about and what other people have mentioned like the clear scout that's actually i hate to say it it's cheap thermal yeah and and people are like what fifteen hundred dollars that's not fucking cheap bro (laughs) um we're talking ten thousand dollars is your starting point for actual good thermal what do you think gary
2: you know i have to be very careful how i say this because i am by far not an expert on the subject but i have spent a lot of time laying across a rifle looking through thermal <laughs> from hey, a no- uh, a10 thor right uh, Back then, no, it was, the A10 Thor was nothing back when I got, it. we're talking 10 years ago, 10, 12 years ago in the military, and they still haven't touched that level yet. Gotcha. With A10 technology. A, A, you know, it's right. good. I love the A10 Thor, and we do, I, we use them now hog hunting. Right. But the, the, the level of technology we're talking about back then is not as good as the, the, the good stuff that the civilian market has now. Now. I've heard too many people say, and I would totally agree, that levels of clothing changes the temperature gauges. And that's one of the first things we look at that I personally look at for a Sasquatch. If we do have hair, if you spend enough time behind a thermal looking at animals, you can tell what the hair does in the fur coverage. And there is a difference, folks, in between hair and fur. But you can tell the difference in uh, what you're looking at. And that's the first thing that I do. You can tell what clothes looks like with with the A ten Thors. I mean, you can literally tell how tall they are, how fast they're moving, and you can tell the difference in between a person wearing clothing, a woven clothing, absorbs the the heat and releases heat at a different level than fur. and And I love how you know Patrick p- described one of his sightings, not through a thermal, but it makes perfect sense if a animal. You look at gorillas and anything, even humans, we have hair that grows here, but we have very little hair that grows here. We have very little hair on our high impact areas. So you can use the the technology, and I'll get to the technology side of it in just a minute, to identify a Sasquatch. So that's the first thing I look at when I see thermal is, does it look like an animal standing there, or does it look like a human with woven fabric over its vitals? Now, technology-wise... Folks, there is technology out here now that literally they're using it as we speak in businesses that up to 150 to 300 feet can half a temperature point variation on your body. They're using it right now for COVID tracking. That's old technology. They're using the same thermal technology, and we did a show on it, me and Pat did, that finds gas leaks at a thousand to two thousand feet, it and these things are moving what 20 30 miles an hour. They can tell the very because compressed anything air, gas, anything comes out colder, then they're using it. Looking at I use it myself, and, and I love how uh uh big dog put it you know, uh, he builds uh custom stereos and he uses his thermal to find circuits that are clogged up. We use them in our, in the heating and air industry and in the electrical industry to, for variances there. Thermal technology, if you can afford it, is going to be the next thing. Mm-hmm. This thermal stuff that people are buying, and I understand $1,500 is a lot of money. An A10 Thor scope, the one I'm looking at, you're talking $4,000 and it'll tell you how big it is, how fast it is, how far away it is. It'll even tell you if it's reached and scratching its nose. But there's technology out here now that's available that's capable of ten times that level. Mm-hmm. And
1: oh, the the Trijicon I was using was crystal clear. Oh yeah, you know it was. Uh, you're talking a sixty six thousand nine hundred dollar rifle scope that was taken off a rifle. As a matter of fact, the uh, the purchaser of it is the was the, uh, was the uh, he's a former scout sniper. But uh, but you know it's just, and what I was looking at was look it was looking like a a glowing uh, uh, basketball. Yeah, that's what I looked at. That was a little fuzzy. Yeah, you know Which that's what I was very, looking at.
2: Very good.
1: You know, well that's why I handed him. I already already handed him my uh, AR, and then I just handed him the thermal. I said I said. I said, if something breaks loose, just shoot up amongst us. Cause one of us going to need some relief and I take off <laughs> and it's gone when I get there. And, and, and I really, I was kicking myself because I had a spotlight the night before in my pocket. I didn't shine the thing at a hundred yards with the damn camera right there, you know? But then, you know, six months later, i shine one at six feet. And I'm like, it wouldn't matter if I'd shine it or not. It didn't show up, you know? Yeah.
2: Uh, Bobcat had a real good question. Uh, Is there any way to hide your own heat signature? Folks, back, I got out in 2000, so you're talking 20 years ago. You're talking 20 years ago, we was using thermal scopes, looking through six inches of concrete. You know, everybody thinks of the the best way to put it would be the movie Navy Seals, where they're talking about God shooting through the the wall. This was 20 years ago. I'm going to say personally, you could go out there and wrap yourself with tinfoil unless you was to use a self-cooling suit, you know, almost like a, you know, something that was soaked in something. I don't think you can. It, because of the temperature variances, it's going to pick up any temperature variance. A, you know, a cold spot, if you're using artificial coolant, and, and, you know, Patrick, I mean, Pat, you're you're in on this just as much as I am because you did the research with me. If, if you're using a, a, a coolant type system, it better match the air temperature and the stuff around you, because uh, it, I would say, no, there's there's no way of doing it in any technology that I've seen. I mean, you could put on a lot of clothes, but it's still going to show uh, watch the Predator movie. You can do it with mud you're still don't have a temperature variance. Anytime the mud, uh, cracks or what are you going to do about your armpit area? As soon as you put the mud on, unless you're sitting stagnant and bury yourself in the mud. Yeah, I can see that even your eyes. Okay. You don't stuff mud in your eyes. A a good thermal scope is going to pick up the, the heat variances differences in your eyes. I use mud to protect myself from other things like mosquitoes and, (laughs) but, uh, You're, you're muted, Pat.
0: My bad. I'll say this, Gary. And it goes back to our conversation that we had in a very lengthy, almost two hour sort of uh, discussion about thermal technology is that, I mean, uh, it'd be extremely, extremely hard to hoax a thermal signature. The thermal camera, An advanced, advanced, not fucking shitty FLIR, but an advanced thermal camera will see the subject better than your own eyes. Yeah. In real time. Yeah. Curious Crypto came out and says, I've watched a demo using a
2: space blanket as a tent. Very well put, Curious. Now, the problem that you have with that is you're going to have to be a certain distance from the inside of the... You could do that for a while, but if you had the tent enclosed your body heat, is because it, it reflects both ways, is going to eventually raise the ambient temperature even inside. Yep. So you could do that temporarily, and you would also have to make sure that your body is you know a certain distance. You'd have to be equally distance all the way around of the, of the tent. Uh, I think you could do that for a few minutes, but if you're laying stagnant, because we got into this real serious with, in, in sniper school because we was trying everything we could because you can't hide from FLIR. And, and folks, if you ever watch the documentaries and learn, I mean, literally it's one of the hardest schools out there. They'd literally have two spotters or three spotters on the hill and we'd be sneaking in and they would have ranging cadre come out. And if they see any kind of anomaly they're literally you've got to move less than a quarter of an inch at a time. It usually takes you about 10 to 12 hours to cover a hundred yards. And they would literally, if they see any kind of anomalies, they would tell by radio once the range cadre that was in the field take, Walk forward 10 feet to the right 10 feet until they got to that anomaly. And if they could reach out and touch you, you're done. So we was even, and that's with just cameras, I mean, just binoculars. Now with thermal, you know, they're doing studies right now on how to do that because we're losing people because of thermals. Yeah. I mean, look right here. This is thermal right now. I mean, they've got the level, I'm not going to show the videos, but they've got videos of thermal showing women that look, or people, we'll say women and people, I wouldn't want to look at the guys, you know, the way the girls would. But, you know, that look almost blatantly without clothes, and they've got clothes on because of the thermal signatures.
0: Yeah, you, you can see through their clothes. This this blows my mind. This is about mm. a mile, a one mile away, these two kayakers. Absolutely. I mean, absolutely. I mean, yeah, the, the stark contrast, you can cle- clearly see. I mean, the guy's up on his knees there, but they're yeah. both up on their knees.
2: Now, Prime example, look at the bathing suit of the guy up on his knees. See the darkness? Okay, that's a woven fabric. You're going to get that with a Sasquatch. Look at the, the vest. You can literally see the vest. Yep. Folks, this, this is probably a $30,000 scope. The military's got stuff three times better than this. I mean, four times better than this.
0: And yeah, and this is um, yeah. Well, this is military grade uh, observational technology. Yeah. Um, and uh, and yeah, that's that was from like a mile away. Yeah. Um, so just imagine being a hundred feet away. You know, like I mean, you're it's going to be conclusive. But Patrick, do they put out a thermal signature?
1: I believe they do change the the temperature around them enough to observe them.
0: And you used an example you told me the other day. You said uh,
1: the the way
0: the buffalo, the the snow will stick to the buffalo's uh, fur and not melt because it's not, you know, so. Because of insulation, yeah. Yeah, so, well, I mean, how does that affect thermal signature?
1: Well, like, in the winter time, when we were filming with the, the most basic thermal you can buy, like, that goes onto an iPhone, right? the image that was captured appeared to be colder than, than what was around it, okay, which means, you know, the heat could have been very well insulated inside whatever was the outer shell was that was my theory and, or is the type of, the type of thermal being used with the $6,900 triggers con at 40 yards. I saw a glowing basketball. Yeah. That was, you know, so you're talking two different levels of thermal, but on the good side. And and if you're spending money on a good thermal, that's what you'll have. You should, I think they will be able to be observable through thermal
0: here. Key point. Okay, good. With a good So I won't be wasting 10 grand. Awesome. Go ahead, Gary. With a good thermal.
1: Ninety ten.
0: It
2: doesn't have to show up. Here's the beauty of it. It doesn't have to show up red hot. It could show up colder. The temperature variance is where you're going to get the yeah, definition. That's,
1: that's what I was getting at with my first answer.
2: Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, with the thermal technology we have now, the temporal variance. But here's the thing. If, if, if they can manipulate their and go cold like that, have you ever looked at a snake or an alligator through uh, a thermal? It's it's interesting because you can see it, but it's like it's modeled. So if you uh, – I wonder if I could pull that up on Google. Uh, Pat, see if you can. But you can, you can still see them. But if they're behind cover doing that, good question. because
1: my target time will be February 2022 that would be a good target time because here in the fall and the winter is full of hunters you got squirrel hunters bow hunters rifle rifle uh, rifle hunters then you got your primitive firearms coming up run until January so mid-February whatever the dark moon is on February because I use moon phases also because they know that they camouflage well. It's not just that they camouflage well and dark. They know it.
2: Yeah. Okay.
0: I'm going to send you one, Patrick. Uh, so
1: sometime between. Yeah,
0: or just pull it up. Just pull it up for, for yeah. viewing. Yeah, but don't, someone, don't someone send it ser- to me. I'm having a hard time here. Sorry.
1: But sometime between the end of January to share screen. Sec- to the second week of March is a, is a good window to, uh, to try to use thermal.
0: Well, I say this, uh, where I live in North Georgia, uh, late November to mid March.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, here,
1: Here is good. It's just the people, you know, cause you'll have 25, 50 hunters that you have to deal with plus the game wardens that are out there, you know, and Rangers watching them. And so after that, you know, you have yeah. a window between the end of January and mid-March and turkey season. After that, you got a window there that yeah. I like to make use of. And a lot of times the water's up. And so it pushes them and confines them in other areas.
0: <clears throat> All right. Uh, yeah, the, okay, the snake is about the same pattern as the clothes and the shoes. Yeah. Okay, very is, very close to the shoes. Yeah,
1: that is extremely interesting. Do you see the tail of that snake? Yeah. How, how the middle you can't see it, but the sides you can. That is almost like the glistening of the of the hair, that was in my brightest spotlight.
0: Huh? Yeah, but but you know, if you light up a freaking snake at night, you're gonna see it in your spotlight. Oh yeah,
1: yeah. 100%. You can light anything. Yeah, I've 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 lit up alligators uh everything that walks and breathes in my area I've encountered and and most of them have had a spotlight just not to shoot or anything but to see them
2: so why would you why would you think that snake's tail would be subdued like it
1: man I don't know
0: laying I don't on the la- la- I don't
1: know. Yeah,
0: uh, yeah yeah yep yeah I mean got twisted around uh just whatever like those huh. Those those signatures, yeah. I mean, I'm looking here, uh, wh- where I'm looking is the snake, uh, where it's most sort of lit up, right? About the same as the guy's hip over here. Same yeah, signature, but you
2: see the dark spots in the center of the snake. A and snake I- is a cold blooded animal, so he is on to radiate whatever he's touching. So if right. He's touching the ground. He's gonna radiate the coolness and the dampness of the ground around him. That's the whole thing. That you know, the whole idea of the space blanket. If you could pull it over you temporarily and lay on the ground, it would it would literally
0: drop the temperature. Yeah, and and you could still see it. Um, And and again, that was not like great thermal. That was uh, sort of your basic, you know. This one, yeah, that was. Yeah, that was that was very basic thermal, uh, and so yeah, <laughs> with the advanced thermal, you're gonna see even more. Yeah, uh, uh, and so I'm I am I'm starting to wonder though, you know, with some of the things we've been talking about tonight, and their hair and white. I, I put the light right on them, can't and still can't see it. You know, like ah, uh, am I you know am I wasting ten grand and everyone's time? Trying to like you know trying to fly around and find them out there, um, well, would, would if they if they put off a, a, a normal uh, thermal signature? That's going to be the most amazing footage we've ever observational footage we've ever seen. So, go ahead, Patrick.
1: Well, think about the the person who proved that the world was round and sailed around it, and and the expense of that and the risk of it you know so you know it's risk and an and adventure it's it it takes a little investment you know to prove the earth is round
0: the earth is not round dude it's flat <laughs> i don't know what you're talking about patrick do you want to debate me on, the, on <laughs> whether the earth is round or not it's clearly flat okay. are you
1: i just thought i'd throw it out there you know are you kidding me the Earth is flat, dude. I I'm not. I won't be impressed unless that's a flat Earth T-shirt. All right.
0: Right. Half the people are not going to get that joke, by the way. <laughs> and that's fine. Um. Anyway, I don't know. I mean, what do you think, Gary? You You think they'll put out a good thermal signature for me to pick up on and hone in on? Honestly, a lot of it
2: would. I think if if we get a thermal signature from them. It's going to be from an aerial platform, less evasive. But I think a lot of it's going to depend on tree cover. It's going to depend on what they're doing. It's going to depend yeah. on what you're dealing with. I mean, we, I have to be very careful with this. If it puts out heat, a thermal camera is going to pick it up. Right. If it puts out temporal, temp, how do you say that? Temperatural yeah. variations. A thermal camera will pick it up. But if it's just minor temper temperature variations, if it has any kind of cover, you're not going to catch it. Sure. That, yeah, that's fair enough. Prime example. Yeah. And, and very accurate description and very decent technology for the time. They mentioned the movie Predator. He was sitting static in water covered in mud. And you could just barely, you know, you pass over him and you literally, and that was a true shot because I've seen that style of of thermal before. You pass over him and you can see his outline, but you can't see the red hot. And then they see the, whatever that little varmint was that he shot. A lot of it is going to be if what the cover looks like and what, you know, I've seen thermal footage of of something running through the woods that Whoa. looked like a Bigfoot. Yeah, we dropped Patrick for some reason. Okay. Right. I've seen something thermal footage from Fort Benning, Georgia, of of them um, with using military grade military grade thermal and something running through the woods. And I, I swear, if anybody's seen it, they'd think it was a Bigfoot. And it was a guy in sniper school wearing a ghillie suit because the new ghillie suits have certain things in them that I'm not, I'm not going to talk about because, and I don't care what people say I'm just not going to say it, that reflects thermal. I'm not going to even mention that, that technology it's very simple technology. If you want to Google it, they can probably tell it. I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to put myself in it, but uh, that does reflect thermal. Even the military camo net that they put over the top of the, the vehicles has certain properties that helps dissipate and reflect thermal and Radar images. Is the reason you have the little metal rings on the on the uh, uh, netted, but it's on a. I think if we do get good thermal, it's going to be from an aerial platform. Uh, I agree.
0: Um, I just I just want to know that there's a freaking thermal signature to actually pick up. You know, I think, you know I, think I, mean, that, man. I think that yeah. a actual Sasquatch, yes, I, I it should it. be. Yeah, it's naked, covered in hair, but that hair. Harris- I- has to keep it warm, right? You know, so. But even at that, I mean, uh, even the technology you're talking about getting,
2: I mean, that that thing picks up, you know, three to point three degrees at like 100 feet, you know, so you're going to see something.
0: Yeah, man. Yeah. Me and Gary with the platform I'm talking about, me and Gary both saw with our own eyes a uh, freaking squirrel. Yeah. A squirrel in a tree in Florida. No doubt. Like, yeah. not, not Georgia in the middle of winter when the canopy's down, but a, a squirrel running around a goddamn tree from what? A couple hundred feet away? Yeah, maybe feet. more? Maybe 300 feet. 300 feet? Yeah.
2: Raptor Crazy was talking about colored thermal and black and white thermal. Colored thermal we call red hot thermal. And yeah, then it, it's yeah. then it's, mo- it's more for really dialing in, and then the black is more of a passive thermal. But it's just like the hogs, you know. It, I'll bring it, up an example. Yeah, good. keep going, Gary. I'll bring up a. Folks, an if you want to watch that show, it's on my channel and on Pat's. But we actually a friend of ours with that same platform sent us video of hogs in brush at five hundred feet, and you've seen the brush cover on the top of them, and, and with not even the red hot with the black, you can see every hog under the cover. And he said it was a thirteen foot cover of leaves, and that's. You know the the technology is there, and this is where I'm getting at again on my general statement. <laughs> Patrick dropped his phone. That's my that's what I was getting at. Patrick dropped his. Nah. Uh
1: I apologize.
2: What are we dealing with? Are we dealing with a physical being, or are we dealing with a spiritual being that can be physical part of the time? We've got to keep digging until we find this out. Great. Yes, uh, Curious Scripted, you're absolutely right. The same thermal, you can switch them from the gray to the, well, I call it cold to hot, but you can go from cold to uh, to red hot at different variances,
0: different levels <laughs> thereof. Yeah. So yeah, and and in real time, uh, uh actual real time visual, I absolutely. Yeah. So
1: where where does all this leave the investigator that's going in the field right now? you know, game plan-wise of walking right by them and the dark not seeing them? Uh, are, we try, are we saying focusing on eyeshine now, you know, to try to see them without a thermal? Or are we, we saying invest in good thermal? I mean, what's, what can the average investigator watching this, you know, how can he, how can he uh, benefit, you
2: know? Honestly, I'd say do both have one team and one team on the other. The the only way we're going to get this done is boots on the ground and research. You know, even Pat can't, he could fly for a week and
0: not hit the right area. You have to have the boots on the ground. I agree. Okay. So as far as that context goes, Gary, I agree. Like you gotta, if you, if you tell me, Hey man, for sure. They're within a four square mile area of this area, yeah I can I man, I could run that four square mile like both five
2: minutes, ten minutes,
0: yeah, yeah, maybe twenty tops thoroughly, right, so yes, opposed to me going, I'm gonna go up on my overlooks in North Georgia and just look around, you know and and I know this area it could they could be there. But, so, yeah, so, like, somebody like Patrick Vaughn offers a, hey, they're here, here, and here, and you can nail that shit down, then I'm I'm 100% more focused uh, on that, on, on an area than I would be otherwise randomly looking, let's say, and that's what it's going to take. So, that is where the boots on the ground comes into question, but I don't need anybody going out there and and flushing them out or... Fucking disturbing them. I'm gonna catch them without people gear. I'm gonna catch them in when they're not in people gear. Patrick Bond, do you understand that? What people gear is when people come around, they go into people mode. Fuck that. Well,
1: my goal is to call them in, you know, and have them observe aerial like that. But, uh, we
0: can do that too.
1: But also, I want, also, I wanted to, I wanted to pose this. You know, here in the South, with the hog epidemic, you know, it seems like the, you know, it, it, it is a, it's a contributing factor to the population explosion that I've found tracking down here. You know, and thinking about something that someone it's else all, that you had on the good, show,
0: it's good food source. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, someone you'd had on the show previously uh, not too long ago said that they're rare, or they felt that they're rare up north. Well, exactly where is that Mason-Dixon line of hog, you know, problem at? You know, is you know, if they're invading further north into more areas of the more states, will they become you know the same up there? More population explosion in Tennessee, Kentucky, or wherever? you know, opposed to, say, you know, the Canadian border. I don't know if there's any hogs at Canadian
0: border. I have no idea either, actually. Like, I, I don't know. I could ask Steve Coles, who lives in upstate New York, are there hogs up there? Like, I don't even know. They've got honestly. a few,
2: but they're not as rampant as they are in the South. You know, my, my best friend, Jeremiah. Uh, right, yeah, Jeremiah
0: lives up there, too. Yeah, yeah,
2: he lives right on on the border. And there's a few up there, but it ain't nothing like it is down here. It's just not conducive. Hogs are, I mean, there's hogs in the Siberia and Russia, you know, but they're just not as conducive as, as it is here. You know, I don't know what it is. I think it was all the hog farmers down here. Just, they got loose.
0: Yeah. I mean, they, well, they go feral real, real fast. I mean, they, they, within one or two generations can uh, go feral and and grow. Oh yeah. No.
2: An individual hog yeah Lobeer had a good point quickly replenished food source uh a a I, I know this personally because we've had hog farms and everything else a a hemp if you went out and got a hamp hog or or a uh say a Yorkshire and released him within ninety days their teeth will start growing farther. Their yep. spines on the back of their, on the, within 90 days, they'll start getting the ridge on the back because half of what happens with the hogs in captivity is they're always, how many times you see hog farms, they're chewing on the fences, chewing on the rails, a hog's teeth grow somewhat similar of a beaver's, not as, you know, not as fast, but they do grow and, and they change. I mean, they, they literally, I mean, they, they,
0: they go feral, they yeah. go absolute feral, uh, a, uh, a pig. A yeah. pink, a beautiful pink little pig, right? They can go feral in uh, one or two gen- generations.
1: I've well, yeah. found swaths through my through the woods that I track in fifty to sixty feet wide, churned like you would take a plow in and churn it, mm. uh, miles long. I mean, that's the that's the type of pig epidemic I'm talking about. Hundreds of head of pig. You know, where they're rubbing their sides on the trees, and I mean literally fifty to sixty yards from one side, it's a giant wallow to the other. Uh the the earth is not a part of the earth that isn't turned.
0: It's a good food source. I mean, uh that's a great food source, actually. and, and pigs are yummy. Let's face it. Hey. Well, you're a heathen if my, you don't
1: like it. Can...
0: <laughs>
2: I'm actually trying to find some Woo! pictures. I've got, I've got some pictures somewhere of the back side of my property where there's about 30 pigs running on the on the oh, back wow. of the property and they look like a bunch of hamps. You know, the black and white mm-hmm. uh well, pigs, black and white will,
1: stripe. Well, 30 will turn into uh 100 pretty quick.
2: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I guess they're not on my phone no more. You know, where, here here's a key factor. I was literally on the Red River last weekend. Was it last weekend? Yeah, not this previous weekend, but the weekend before that for four days. And I've got pictures, I do have pictures of that, of literally acres of hayfield tore up. It looked like a, a just like a, a battlefield almost. Holes in the ground, mounds, and everything else from hogs. We walked out there. I mean, just ripped, massive, ripped apart. I don't know how many times we heard. A, uh, I don't know how much, how many times we heard hogs squealing in the night. Hmm.
1: <laughs> I wonder if a squatch was getting on.
2: Ah, the thought kind of crossed my mind.
1: I can testify that I was that I cooked. I have cooked hogs in a in a place I can't talk about in a community I can't mention and have had this target species circle camp smelling that roasted pig, you know, which is my fault. I fed one, two of them and then he grew up and wanted more, you know, but, but I know they love roasted, roasted pork from my observation. But uh, yeah, I just, you know, I really wanted to have this discussion tonight to tried to get out observations of their nighttime capabilities, how they camouflage in the dark, uh, how many people have seen them in the dark and can correlate what we're, what we're, say, what we're seeing, because you're seeing exactly what I'm seeing. I know I had a discussion with Daniel Benoit about what he saw, and he saw a few of them in the dark, and he says, you know, now you can mention it, my headlight didn't light them up. I just saw them in the ambient. Uh, light that was in the atmosphere. <coughs> that's, what, that's what you know he expressed to me. I hope I hope he doesn't mind me expressing that. But uh, but that's just something that was said. And so that's at least three people. You know, definitely two that have had the same thing happen to them in the dark. And what does it mean? Where does it lead us to? How can we combat it?
2: Yeah, I'm uh, I'm dealing with some comments over here. I'm, I'm trying to think of the best way to. I'm going to say I this.
1: Guess,
2: yeah, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say this. No matter what is said in this community, it's been said before. No matter what's been done in this community, it's been done before. You know where? No matter what. So far, everywhere I've been doing this, twenty four, twenty five years. And I guarantee you 90% of the stuff I've said, somebody else has said it because for the lack of better terms, great minds think alike, you know, it's just common sense, you know, talking about hogs, talking about this, talking about that. Uh, Where until we step out of that, Uh, state of mind, and I think, and I'm going to be, I'm going to be brutally blunt, honest. I think that the aerial drone, no matter who does it, if Pat does it or whoever does it, is going to be the next, is the next point because of the less evasive, uh, not getting in and changing their behaviors. You
1: know? mm-hmm. Yeah, Pat is right. They go into people mode.
0: Yeah, and, and that's my point. I'm glad you realize that, Patrick, uh, and you should. Like, that's that's the right answer for a guy who uh, has experience out there with them. Um, That's what they do. When when people come around, they go into that gear of dealing with fucking Mm -hmm. people. So my thought has always been, for a long time now, take people out of the equation. That's how you get uh, observation on a Sasquatch. Of course, trail cams have been tried for decades, you know, and that's not working for whatever reason. Fair enough. But trail cams are static. They're not proactive. Now we have the technology to be proactive. It's called an aerial thermal platform. So get the fuck out there and do that. That's what I'm going to do and take people out of the equation. And I'm not going to put your life in danger or Gary's or anybody's. Say, hey, go flush them out. Because if they get suspicious of if they get suspicious of whatever's in the sky, they take notice of it. They might take it out on you because you're right there. Does that make sense? Like, um, what, you know, what are you doing to me right now? This this weird mechanical bird is watching me, and I know it's watching me. I'm fucking taking it out on you, Patrick. I would well, never put anybody's yeah. life in danger like that. So I'm not going to do this tag yeah. team shit with the drone.
1: I'm, I'm going to tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to put my hands up there and take off running from the drone screaming, it's got me, it's got me, you know.
0: Yeah, I, right.
1: I'm going to throw that drone under the bus, baby.
0: <laughs> yeah, but the drone is up there. Nobody yeah. can touch it. So so well, my, point, my point is this, is that I don't want to involve people because I, I feel like yeah. their lives... Could be in danger because if the Sasquatch had a bad reaction to the the drone, which is something they're not used to hearing or seeing or dealing with, it's it's not a bird or even a plane or anything. It's something that's hovering right on fucking top of them, and well, I think they'd be aware of that and take it uh, out on you guys on the ground.
2: You want to well, hear something funny, guys? I just typed in a response to one of the comments, and it's literally locked up. It won't let me respond. Did you turn off the comments or something? No,
0: no I didn't do anything. Did somebody block me? Is there any moderators no. on here outside uh, of you? Uh, Nikki, Nikki, Nikki is the only moderator, and she would not block you. Okay, we're well, going to do it this way. Hi, Nikki. The
2: person that has, will know who they are. Very well, I'm going to read it without leaving the name. Very well said. It doesn't change my opinion of all parties involved. If you don't like him or them or anybody else, it doesn't change my opinion of you at all. Your thoughts and belief are yours. And I respect that of all parties. He'll know who I'm talking about. Cause it's, it sure ain't letting me, it's literally locked
0: up. That's weird. Oh, I'm sorry, dude. I, I promise you that is not on my end. And Nikki, no, nah, Nikki ain't gonna do that. Nikki's the only, mo- she's the only mod in YouTube. So I'll say He Nikki's don't care. Raptor, that was for you,
2: brother. Yeah, I see that. I see. Yeah, you see yeah. the the conversation going on. A little bit, yeah, I yeah. saw that. Raptor, that's for you. I mean, that's that's your opinion, brother, and and I and I respect that one hundred percent. It doesn't change my opinion of you at all. I believe I respect your opinion and your information at uh, a a lot.
0: You know, a lot of people don't. Uh, yeah, I mean, I I'm not even sure. I think maybe something's getting lost in the context there. He knows he knows what he knows what's going on.
2: We're talking about something totally different. All
0: right. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. It's it's fair enough. It's totally different. And yeah, I, yeah, I, he knows I, he knows I, what's I, going on. He knows I, don't, I but, do I do not want to get yeah. involved. No. Out.
1: No. Mm-hmm. But all joke all joking aside what we were discussing about putting people's you know, lives in danger, uh As long as my hands are empty with my group, I'm pretty good. You know, as long as I don't have technology on me, you know, now if something flies over them and my hands are empty, I'm not sure they'd associate with me, but where I'm at, I'm right there at my truck too. And, and I usually do have something with me just in case something goes on and I have to take care of myself, you know?
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, dude, I mean, I'm right there with you, Patrick. Um, my only point is this. It doesn't matter if anything's in your hands or not. I'm just concerned about any kind of correlation yeah. between, oh, this is something new that I've never encountered, and you're fucking here. It doesn't matter if anything's in your hands or not. Well, I can. And I don't want that yeah. correlation to become dangerous. Yeah. You know,
1: well, I do. I do. Like, have even a though question. I would
0: get great footage of somebody being killed by a Sasquatch, that you know, I mean, I could probably make a million dollars off that, honestly. But don't want it to happen.
1: Just, just make sure it's a college fund for my kids or something. But uh, yeah. Um. Well, my question is, is on the drone, flying the drone. Can you fly the drone when it's not in line of sight?
0: What do you mean, uh-huh. line of sight? I mean, if you're if you're half mile away.
2: Oh yeah, you can pre-program oh, right. using GPS.
0: Uh, uh, yeah, you can. Okay, so no, 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 no. There needs to be there needs to be as best of line of sight as possible.
2: Unless you use the GPS programming.
0: Unless so, yeah, unless you're, you're yeah, unless you program it to yeah. go to a point. You're right. Well, what Gary. about what but, about
1: first person view?
0: Uh, yeah, that's that's automatic. It's I see it on my screen, first person.
1: I mean you know, cuz you know, I I pay attention to a a YouTube channel called flight test and they they put these goggles on and they got the camera on and they can just take off oh, no, the do or whatever it is and fly yeah. and they're just watching through
0: Okay oh, yeah, yeah I I don't need the goggles I don't need, yeah. I don't need the goggles yeah Well I mean, so dude, I have a screen I have a screen You know, I can have a screen like this.
2: Here's a key point, though. Here's my thoughts. If, just saying, Pat has a certain area or Patrick has a certain area that he knows that he can go in and get activity to not worry about that line of sight thing, you could program it. I mean, it can literally be programmed to follow Patrick around. I mean literally they they'll follow you. But you could program yeah, a sweeping yeah. a GPS sweeping to get to get the area until sure. but I,
0: again Gary and you and I talked about this in our original presentation. I'm a hands on guy. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I, I'm not trying to do autonomous shit with the drone. Yeah. I want hands on control. And so well, that I see will I require, that will require some kind of elevation. Is more is uh, the more I can get the better a thousand feet well, elevation or or 30 feet elevation? Well, I got to get through the tree line, the yeah. tree line will fucking disrupt everything after half a mile. Yep.
1: well, I mean, there is a place about a mile away, and it is you know, with the scope, you can see me, you know, if you can fly to me, maybe, but there's no trees there. You know, from one from one point, the contention of that the 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 one bad thing about it, if it's Sasha, that's where that's one place Sasha crosses because of the woods neck down right there, and you know, any closer than that, you know, it's it's wide open. I mean, you're not gonna hide from them. You know, yeah. you're gonna you have to be somewhere like in a sniper hide a ways off and be able to send your drone. Yeah, that's fine. in In, you
0: know. in Louisiana, uh, a roof a rooftop would be suitable.
1: There ain't no rooftop out there, buddy.
0: All right, um, I, I, it's that similar elevation.
1: You'd have to be say in the back of the truck, covered up. No, and, and the the nearest, you know.
0: I'm, well, not looking, saying, I'm not looking. I'm not looking within 200 yards, bro. I'm looking within two miles. So well, I, I don't. I don't have to be fucking sniper hide. Otherwise, I'll well, see them if they're within 200 by, yards of me. I'll fucking see well, them.
2: I think what Pat's saying is you're going to mm-hmm. have to be. A, you know, you're going have to be a quarter of a mile to a mile out, or you're going in the other presence is going to influence. Exactly. The, yeah, the, I, I love
0: uh, that kind of distance. Yeah, I want. I want that quarter mile, a uh, mile distance. If yeah.
2: Patrick is talking about where I think he is, there is a high spot to the, just to the north of that. Patrick, you know, as you come in.
1: Yeah, there's a high spot. Right and, there at that and,
2: hand, turn, right-hand turn, I mean. Yeah,
0: yeah, I'm not but, trying to get up on him. I'm trying yeah, well, to stay away from him.
1: Well, what I'm thinking is, is, can you stay hidden far enough away and still fly to me and do what you need to do? That's oh, yeah. my question. Yeah, but
0: okay. I, I, I don't understand what you mean by hidden.
1: Um, you're not going to be able to hang out there. Okay. To any human is like a naked man with his hair on fire. Okay. They can see, and this is a wide open place. Okay. It's kind of like hiding in, in, in the desert. Okay. You you can't hide. You got to get behind something or you got to, you got to be in a truck or behind a truck. Well, it, or in the back
0: dude, I truck. mean, if, if I'm half a mile away, I mean, what is that? You know, roughly, you know, 2,500 feet, you know, well, it's, it's, it's,
1: it's, it's one mile from, from my knock investigation area to uh, the next high spot that is kind of secluded.
0: All right. I can I, I get, so I cover one mile in about 40 seconds. Yeah.
1: Okay. But, I mean, you'll yep. be able to see on your screen at night and fly at yep. night in the dark. Yes. Now, absolutely. Now, now, the thing is, where I'm at... Could have some trees where you know the camp the, where, where I'm knocking at does have a few oak trees in there. You know you may have to be up in elevation, and and little Sam always comes from the south usually. But Samantha, if if Samantha if, uh, Sasha comes in, she's gonna come right next to you on top of you. I mean, knocking doors with you, walking by your truck if it's her. So depending on who it is, is yeah, whether. I mean- whether they're gonna cross be, right
0: below I'll, I'll be two hundred feet in the air. Like that's like I'll bring it down to a hundred. Yeah. how tall how tall are the trees? <laughs> you know? I'll bring it all the way to the canopy. You know? Oh, there's
1: oak trees in there you can't hold. You know,
0: you know what I'm saying I won't go, I won't go below yeah. the top of the canopy. That's like but-
2: that canopy line's probably 90 to, I'd say 75 to 90 feet tall. All
0: right, then then we got yeah. him. Gary, yeah. we, we got him, dude, 100 feet. Are you kidding yeah. me? Yeah, we, we, we saw that as fucking- long
2: as the cover's not there. If you go into wintertime, yeah, I yeah. think it's the prime area because I know the top yeah, of
0: top. Yeah, we, we saw that squirrel, Gary. You and I both <laughs> saw that squirrel about yeah, that 300, five. 300 feet.
2: Uh, yeah, 300. And then the hogs was at 500. Yeah. Guys, mama just texted me and said she wants those steaks that I was on throwing the smoker earlier. And she so, should. And I, so I've got to get off of here. So
0: alright right, we're going to wrap it up then, man. Uh,
2: no, you keep going. Y'all keep going. I'm not gonna go. No, story.
0: no. No, we're uh 2 hours in, man. I'm just gonna wrap yep. it up. Um thanks everybody for watching. I appreciate it everybody in chat. Raptor, Lockbeard, man, we got we got the a good crowd tonight, man. Um and thank you so much Patrick for being on. This is actually kind of your idea, and it was it worked out, thank God that uh, we could be bring Gary in tonight who uh who, you know, similar kind of uh, a person to bounce off of. And, uh, <clears throat> and it sucks Daniel couldn't make it, man. He he had his reasons, everybody. Like, Daniel, <clears throat> Law, he had his reasons why he couldn't make it. He had some family stuff to deal with and uh, personal things. So, but, dude, Gary and Patrick, thanks, guys, for being here. I appreciate it. All
1: right. Well, thank you. I just wanted to – I was trying to get – any observations out so maybe it could benefit you know people in the field going out maybe next weekend weekend after that you know whatever they're doing you know they'll know that you can shine a lot on them and not see them uh, high probability from from what we've observed maybe that if they have a thermal they won't leave it in the truck so
0: yeah man that that's how it gets done guys And Bigfoot world and people outside the Bigfoot world, this is how it gets done. Um, But hopefully, we'll pick up that signature, right, Gary?
2: (laughs) Absolutely, I'm I'm excited. Yeah, yeah.
0: Now the stupid.
2: There we go. Sorry, I didn't call nobody stupid. I was calling my keyboard stupid.
0: Oh man, you calling the tall one stupid? Oh, you don't want to mess with him you know
2: prime example you know we've had me and him's had differences in opinions but we you know we don't let it get to us you know it was, yeah. I, i've got different yeah. opinions with all of you guys and it
0: don't yeah and hey, that's you know we're all fair about that here man we have differences of opinions but
1: uh gary yeah gary has personally fired me before a couple
0: of times
2: <laughs> me hey folks me and patrick has almost got in screaming matches on the phone mm. <laughs>
0: okay wow see I haven't I haven't even come close to that with any of you guys so I guess I have a long way to go um, mm. before we get there huh yeah.
2: yeah mama's texting me guys I gotta get on. Right. I'm
0: gonna right. wrap wrapping up Gary thank you Gary
2: yeah thank you guys we'll talk to y'all later all
0: right, all right. All right. well uh, thanks again man thanks Patrick for being here this was kind of your well you sparked this idea you know, in our private conversation the other night, and I was like, "Yeah, that would be a good show to have," and and I think we've had it, so uh, yeah, so it will be in the history history books forever. And uh, <laughs> I'm just gonna go ahead and wrap it up, man. All right. Unless you have anything. Thank you very said. much. Uh,
1: no, I'm good. Uh, thanks for uh, for letting us use huge... your platform
0: and and your signal just went to shit no one heard what you just oh, said sorry. Uh, <laughs> but uh hang tight man hang out for the after show um we're gonna wrap it up guys thanks for watching i appreciate it so much hello youtube hello twitch i hope i i had a couple of twitch viewers tonight i think i did Um, and, uh, we'll see you next time. Thanks for watching.